Don Nation, welcome to another start of a Ron and Don show. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode 321 now of the Ron and Don show, and we are live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, our thanks to our sponsors today, Les Schwab. Don't forget, uh, fall driving season is here, so stop by for a free pre trip safety check. And also, if you're looking for a loan, think about Mitch Weeks and maybe switching to Mitch. Yeah, Mitch.loans is his website. Uh, it's not a .com. It's a Mitch.loans. I'm actually working with Mitch because I'm in the market to buy something. And if you're in the Ron and Don Nation, you save half a percent, which is an average dollar amount back in your pocket of $3,000. <laughs> That's real money. Yeah. Hey, uh, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, uh, power saw to the people. Power saw to the people. Oh, man. Where's your power saw shirt? Well, that was a double XL. I was weighed a lot more back then. <laughs> Thank God I don't have to wear that anymore. Dexter is back for 10 episodes, and I don't know if there was a bigger fan than Dexter, than Ron of the Ron and Don, and then also I don't know if there was anyone that was more disappointed uh, than Ron was at, at, at the ending of Dexter. It was a little devastating. It, it was kind of devastating. So so Michael C. Hall, who plays Dexter, has actually addressed that. Is uh, They're going to come back for, I guess, a 10-show run, which would be uh, a pretty interesting. Also, uh, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, let's talk about the fact that Microsoft is getting ready to wire America, to wire rural America especially, and what does that mean for all of us? And what does that mean for our kiddos that are living out in farms? In fact, as we're talking about this, we're getting ready to bring a kind of a farm ranch uh, place in Chehalis on right now, right? Yeah, keep an eye on our newsletter, and uh, we'll send out a, a, the listing. It's going to be pretty cool. It's really, really cool, you guys. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Uh, United Airlines took a gamble. Uh, they went to their workers, and they just said, hey, look, if you don't get vaccinated, uh, we don't have time for this. You're either going to be furloughed or you're going to be fired. You're going to get F or F, furloughed or fired. And so what happened as a result of this, United, United Airlines is reporting that a lot of their workers that were freedom workers uh, went ahead. They lined up. They got the shot. They want to continue working for United Airlines. Tyson Meats, let's not forget where when you think about COVID and where it really broke out, took over in rural areas, a lot of this was in meatpacking plants. Tyson came out and said, hey, if you're not vaccinated, you're not working here. And as a result of that, Tyson is reporting today by having that deadline, it, it forced a lot of their workers to make that decision on whether they were going to be vaccinated or not. Now, Ron, we're seeing this in city governments. We're seeing this in police departments, especially if you look at the L.A. police department. There's a large contingent of, of L.A. police officers down there that don't want to get the shot. As a result of and there's thousands of them. As a result of that, many now have found religion for the first time and are saying that they have a religious reason and a religious uh, a, a, a religious reason. Uh, for not getting the shot. Uh, I checked in with the Pope the other day. The Pope wants to, so if you're Catholic, the Pope is not with you because the Pope thinks everybody needs to be vaccinated. 
Uh, and that includes everybody at the Vatican. Uh, so the Pope isn't in on this. I think it's interesting, though, as we see these deadlines and we have one, I think it's October 16th, right here in the great state of Washington. If you are a worker that somehow is licensed through the state uh, and whether you work with the public or not, they're saying you have to get vaccinated. For some people, though, they, they can have that religious out. I think it's amazing in a state that's the most unchurched state uh, in the country that everybody is finding religion right now when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine. You're totally right, Don. This this is a complete farce. It's amazing how quickly people that uh, said they'd quit are no longer quitting. In fact, you you brought out, there was a state patrol story. I don't think it was for Washington State uh, where there are dozens of guys were walking off of the job and there's no, you're never going to stick a needle in my arm. When they went back and did a follow-up to that department, there's only one person that actually walked away from the job. Everybody else is full of bluster, full of all this hot air. And then it's irrefutable now the data with with the vaccine there's just it, it is as airtight as any science that we have available to us and even you mentioned the, the tyson meat thing uh, again a, a bunch of bluster a bunch of people that are glued to fox news all day that live in red states that you're taking away my freedom they, we're starting to equate freedom with like anarchy and you, I think you brought this up in, in the last yeah, show really or good. maybe two shows ago. Freedom is not anarchy. That's right. F- freedom doesn't mean that if I want to go and take out an AK-47 and drive through my neighborhood shooting it out the window that I get to because I'm free. Yeah. I'm an American. I got to do whatever I want. Freedom doesn't mean that I can set up a, a PA system on my porch at three in the morning and turn up rock and roll music as loud as it'll go. That's not what freedom means. Freedom doesn't mean in, in the famous, you know, Supreme court decision, freedom doesn't mean I get to go into a movie theater and yell fire because I think it's funny. That is not protected. That is not freedom. You being a dumbass doesn't mean you're free and it doesn't increase your freedom. If you're allegiant to America then you say, I am a patriot, that means that you comply to the ideals of a society. And in society, we have all agreed upon rules and, and, and laws and fought for them and, and crafted them and honed them through the court system to be as reflective as what we believe as possible. And, and if you subscribe to America as an ideal, then you say, I'm not going to agree with every law. Like a lot of times I don't believe that I should drive. I don't think I should drive to drive 25 miles an hour on Westlake. I think that's too slow. I think that that street should be at least 35 or 40 miles an hour. But because I'm an American, I go, okay, even though I don't agree with this application of the law, if I get a ticket there for going 50, I have no grounds to say, uh, your honor, I don't believe that that road should be a 25. I believe it should be a 55 because I'm free. (laughs) That is not how it works. It keeps getting faster. I like that. And so when you, you know, you think about this vaccine uh, and you think about protecting America and you think about the idea of freedom, freedom is doing something that you don't necessarily agree with because it's good for the the rest of the people, uh, like the speed limit or like a noise ordinance or like obeying uh, any sort of laws that you may not necessarily think are entirely accurate. We, we talked about insurance before. You know what? Maybe you think, oh, I don't, I've never been in an accident. I don't want insurance. 
Well, in order for you to drive your car, you have to have insurance. And so that could be a thing where you go, I don't agree with that. doesn't matter if you agree with it. That's what society at large has said. This is what we believe. And so for these people that try to plant a flag somewhere on the basis of freedom or the basis of patriotism, uh, they really have no law leg to stand on. And not only that, it's a, it's a bastardization of what the freedom of America has actually meant. Freedom for Americans up until, you know, this, this latest generation has meant I'm willing to sacrifice for the greater good. I'm willing to do military service. I'm willing to give money. I'm willing to pay taxes. I'm willing to obey these laws because it means strength for America. It's good for America at whole for me to individually sacrifice some things in my life. And now all of a sudden it's turned into this thing of like, my freedom means that I get to do whatever I want, whenever I want, regardless of who it hurts or not. And and it makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Yeah. Could you do that when you're not in my house? Sure. Okay. (laughs) See you guys on the other side. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Started out right away with Don helping us look at the options. Like, here are different ways you can approach the sale of this house. I bought and sold a lot of real estate over my life. Don's listening skills were um, superior. Don came with Ron. He was incredibly well prepared. They were just really impressive. And the things that they outlined that they were, were going to provide their services were, it just made it easy. It was a lay down. And so we put it on the market on Saturday. There was a lot of interest. They made an offer on the on the offer date for over asking price. We did amazing. It was the best case scenario. We couldn't have done better. It couldn't have been a better experience. When we first sat down, they showed me what property was selling for in my neighborhood. They had several suggestions on you know, when we should go on the market, what we needed to do to get ready to go on the market. I couldn't be happier with the experience we had. We all celebrated. It felt like a team victory. <laughs> We were all just jumping up and down. They were passionate and they, they were just honest and straightforward. And uh, no, everything's great. Uh, yeah, I definitely would recommend it. We had multiple offers, $50,000 more than the asking price. He had no contingencies, so I jumped on that one. I can't wait to do another deal with them. It was great. It was awesome. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Whether you've tuned in for the radio show or the real estate business, you're in for one heck of a show. My dad pays me to say that. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. We're going to talk about Microsoft helping to wire America. Uh, This would be years ago, but I was pretty blown away by this because I'd say when I was 33 was the last time I rode my bike across America. And we had something called these satellite phones. And I would start up in Montana, went all the way down to the tip of Texas, uh, Ron was back in our studio and I would I would participate in the radio show. We did this when I was in Arizona and also in Dallas and I, and I participate off this satellite phone. What 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 really blew me away and it still blows me away because we were just talking to a client about high speed internet and, and he lives out in the, in the middle of the great state of Washington, like just right out in the middle of it, almost off the grid. Uh, at, at that time, so that would have been 20 years ago, right? 
you, you could pull out your cell phone, I thought, anywhere and call anybody anywhere in the world. And what I found out, because we weren't on a lot of interstates, we were on a lot of highways and byways and back roads. I, I was kind of blown away by how many homes out there, how many ranches and farms and in the rural weren't, weren't even covered by cell phone coverage. And I know that that has gotten better over the last 20 years. But here's the number one question that people ask me when they come and they stay at one of my Airbnbs. And, and it used to be the question would always be parking because I know parking can be pretty rough here in the city of Seattle. Is there parking? Is there free parking? Where can I park? It's all about parking. Now, a lot of times when people come, they're jumping on a scooter, they're renting a bike. Maybe they brought a bicycle that is battery powered. I don't get that question as much, but they really want to know about the internet, the capacity of the internet, how fast the internet's going to be. I've had to go to all my properties that I've Airbnb'd, and I've had to pay a ridiculous amount of money uh, to soup up uh, the internet at all my different properties, because otherwise, people were threatening to write a bad review that, hey, I work in tech, you, 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 you have this property that's four miles from tech, I'm doing a lot of my work at home. Now I have a lot of people that are working off uh, the same router. So I had to add a second router to one of my properties the other day. And, and it's all about the internet and not just access to the internet, but the speed of the internet and the capabilities of the internet. And then what happens is when they're here, every time they sign on, I can see who's signing on with what device. A lot of times, Ron, they're signing on with four or five different devices the moment they arrive, then they just want to know where's Uber Eats going to deliver my tie, right? And then uh, who's going to come and do my laundry? So anyway, I thought this was really interesting that Microsoft now has said, hey, we are concerned about connecting the rest of America. And I thought in the last 20 years that America would be connected and not necessarily so. We were talking to a client this morning where his particular home, it may be important to someone to have really fast internet, and we may not be able to provide that because of the location of it. Uh, there are tens of millions of Americans that do not have uh, a broadband internet right now. Maybe even closer to 100 million, uh, depending on how you do your stats for high-speed internet. And it's disproportionately affects uh, minorities, disproportionately affects uh, people of color, and disproportionately affects people of lower income. So what Microsoft is looking at here is, and and I, I actually think nowadays that the government should step in and treat this as a utility. In the same way that people deserve to have clean drinking water, they deserve to have electricity, uh, I think people now are so dependent on the internet that it should be thought of as a utility. But that set that aside, uh, Microsoft is saying, how can we partner with people to, to do this? And there's been a lot of experiments. So one of them uh, was the thought of putting uh, a blimps over areas and have this network of blimps that would fly around 24 hours a day and be reflecting internet uh, down into rural areas. That program failed. There's another one that was going to do similar type of thing with planes. And these were funded by Google and and Amazon and some big companies are going to put some planes up to distribute internet. That thing was also canceled. It just wasn't feasible. Um, Elon Musk right now is doing a thing called Starlink, which I actually signed up for, for my tiny house where they're doing low orbit satellites 
and you're going to have a satellite dish to get your internet for 99 bucks a month. It's expensive. And so, but I signed up for that because I would love to be able to be up at the tiny house and still be able to do a Zoom call uh, for Ron and Don sit down or be able to write up a contract. Um, you know, there's no need if I could write it up here at Lake Union, why can't I write it up uh, in Gold Bar? Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to pay that. I paid my deposit of 500 bucks and I'm waiting for them to launch that. So what Microsoft's doing is different, though, and I think we take for granted the tech infrastructure that we have here in the Pacific Northwest. So in these rural areas, one of the things they're trying to do is to find the highest spot in, like, let's say you're in Alabama or you're in Mississippi or you're in, in some states out, out in the country. So they might go to a water tower, put like a beacon on top of that, and because it's too expensive to run fiber optic out to these areas uh, where you just don't have the community uh, base to get enough subscribers to pay for it because it, it is very expensive to, to run this fiber optic. So they're going to build this system that kind of beams it uh, across from like water tower to water tower. And then the speed will go out. The internet will go out from these water towers into almost like a giant Wi-Fi mesh network to cover rural areas. And they people literally have to get in a car or a truck and drive out there and then go find, if a person has a barn yeah. or it can be a water tower, it could just be a high object. If they own the highest hill in town, you got to go to that person and say, listen, this is what we want to do. And we're going to put this thing on your property. Is that okay? And they're going to see how much of America they can cover with just sort of, duct taping this together. Uh, and I think, you know, we just passed this huge infrastructure bill, uh, Joe Biden did. That to me is as important as maintaining bridges, getting people out of poverty. Uh, like, let's say you lived in these areas and you were in, in a COVID situation. How, do they, how does that kid go to school? How are they going to, they, they can't stream video and take a class. Uh, how are they going to be able to do the research that all of us take for granted? Uh, applying for jobs a lot of times. I was helping my little brother apply for jobs. A lot of places do it only online. Like if you want to get a job at Starbucks or at Home Depot or, or something like that, you, you pretty much have to go online, fill out the application there, and then you'll get a call back if you qualify and go in for the interview. So for, for a lot, if we're, if we're saying if you are a certain color or you're a certain income bracket or you happen to live in a certain part of the United States, you are walled off from the information that everybody else has. I think it's not right. I think that, uh, in, in just for fairness sake that, you know, we should provide that as a utility now and, and get out of the business of individual pricing and get into the business of saying, this is just the way the world works. Now we need to equip people with the ability to get online. Yeah. Those are all good points. And, and you know, how frustrating it can be yesterday. I was trying, I was calling bank of America and I was trying to get a live person on the line. It took me two and a half hours because I kept talking to the AI machine and they keep and the AI machine keeps turning you toward go to the internet, go to the internet, go same thing with Xfinity, that AI machine that you're talking to that hey, just go online, go on. You, you call Seattle public utilities. I had to call them recently cause I had to uh, change service and I needed to, to talk with somebody and to try to get somebody on the phone that they just keep pushing you toward the internet. If you want to solve this problem that you have, they're, they're trying to teach us. There's not going to be live people answering phones anymore. If, if you can't solve it with me, this imaginary friend, 
And then I'm yelling at Yeah, I want to talk to a live person. Uh, sir, we did not understand that. Please press one for, and then you go through the whole menu again. If you're, if, if everything we do is going to keep pointing us back toward the internet, then, then people have to be able to have access to that. So great points. Yeah. And so I hope that Microsoft uh, and these other companies like Starlink can figure this out. I'll, I'll give you a follow up when, if, and when I actually get my Starlink satellite and can point it up at the skies and get internet out in the middle of nowhere. It'll be great. So you're Elon Musk does a really good job of getting people to sign up for something, pay money in advance and give a little bit of seed money. Yeah. Right. You do I, that. I'll happily do it if it works because this stuff works. Yeah. Well, the, that's, how, that, that's how you sold Tesla. That's how you, He's selling the Cybertruck right now, and the Cybertruck is not going to be on time, but it's like it's only a couple hundred bucks to get in line and yeah. line up for a Cybertruck. I mean, like At four, least you feel like you're in some kind of line. I've, I was paid like, I think, $4.99 to get in line for Starlink. For the Cybertruck? For Starlink. Starlink, okay. When is, it, when is that coming? Summer of 2021. Nice, okay. Right after the Cybertruck doesn't come out. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, you guys, we got a brand new sponsor. Mitch Weeks is here from Home Seed Loans. If you want to find out more about Home Seed Loans, do what Ron did. He went to, he went to Mitch.loans. That's Mitch.loans, right? I did. And Mitch, your process, um, all ha- most of it happened online. You've made it pretty easy to submit all the documents I needed to get approved. That's correct. Yeah, we've made it really easy. Um, There's an online portal, and then we also have a whole team ready to answer any questions you have. The thing that I really love, though, is you've come up with a special program for people just in the Ron and Don Nation, whether we're buying or doing a refi. That's correct. Yeah, any Ron and Don Nation member is now part of our buyer benefit program just automatically. So our partnership means that listeners will save a half a percent on the closing of any loan. Up to the sky is the limit, but that's an average of $3,000 on loans in King County. So that's huge. That is huge. So up to half a percent on a new buy or a refi. Go to Mitch.loans today. It's not a .com or a .net. It's Mitch.loans. It's a brand new sponsor here on the Ron and Don Show. The Weeks team, NMLS 1691573. Hi, everyone. My name is Therese, and I am a new team member with Ron and Don. When you are ready to buy a new home, I am a buyer specialist. Just reach out, and we will send a buyer's playbook that the guys wrote just for you. Go to ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, final segment of the Ron and Don Show. And again, we're live from the Les Schwab studios. Uh, Ron probably got more into binge-watching TV shows than I did. He did tell me about this show a number of years ago called Dexter. And I don't... It's kind of weird because I was reading a story about Dexter and they were still doing a spoiler alert about the original ending of Dexter. It's and like I'm like, 10 years it's ago. been years. Right. Like eight and a half years. I I don't know. Close Encounters of the Third Time. Spoiler alert. I don't know. There's yeah. aliens at the end. Yeah, Jaws. Spoiler alert. Right. So, so anyway... We, what they were trying to say is you don't have to go go back and watch all of Dexter. Here are five episodes. If you watch these five episodes, then you'll understand kind of the new Dexter because uh, Michael C. Hall is back. And a lot of people didn't like the way that the original Dexter ended. Uh, a lot of people thought he would end it, up dead. Because it was horrible. Yeah. But he didn't end up dead. He ended up 
heading up to the Pacific Nor- Northwest, and evidently he's been working up here for close to the the last decade. I guess is a lumberjack, and and now and now here come ten more episodes, and 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 the people that created Dexter and even Michael C. Hall, they they understand that the, the people are not satisfied with the ending of Dexter, but they say they're not going to try to create uh, correct that. They're just gonna kind of move on and 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 start telling telling this story ten years later. It's gonna be interesting. I don't know. It's, it's on Showtime. I don't have Showtime, but you have to remember the whole anti-hero movement. So in in television, uh, when when Dexter came around, it was still a situation where you wanted to be a movie star. Um, if you were an actor, you wanted to be Tom Cruise. You wanted to be John Travolta. You wanted to be someone that was on the big screen. And then, then came along the Sopranos, and you had this anti-hero. You had someone that was doing bad things, but you still rooted for him. People started rooting for Tony Soprano. And so the next iteration of that um, was Dexter, where he's literally a serial killer. But the twist was that he only kills people that deserve to be killed. And so he would, you know, track down a, a pedophile and he would kill that person. He would track down someone that, you know, murdered his wife and got away with it. And he would murder that person. And so there was this code, Harry's code from his father. And so you found yourself, once you understood the, the morality, if that was a thing, or you understood the code, you found yourself rooting for Dexter to get the guy that was worse than Dexter. And wearing inappropriate t-shirts to work that had Dexter with a chainsaw and of course. blood everywhere. And it said, what did you Power saw to the people. Power saw to the people. And so yeah. the, that was a great t-shirt. So the first season of Dexter was absolutely great television. And then I would put up, if you watch seasons one, two, and three, the third season had, it was called The Trinity Killer. And it was with Lithgow. James Lithgow, is that his first name? No, but uh, Lithgow. John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Yeah. Uh, John Lithgow. That may be the finest one season of television in this genre that's ever been produced. Yeah, a lot of people think if you were going to end Dexter, you should have ended it right there at the end of the, the Trinity Killer. It, it was, it's an amazing season. Then it went off the tracks. It ended horribly. And in between, when that, in between the run of Dexter... Breaking Bad came out. So now you go from Tony Soprano being a, you know, a mobster and you find yourself rooting for him to a serial killer to now a high school chemistry teacher that is literally making and selling meth. And and so the anti-hero, but what it happened and so many people found that Breaking Bad had the courage to end it the right way. It was it's a tragedy. And so Vince Gilligan the writer creator of breaking bad is like, you know what? I'm not going to do the cop out routine that Dexter did and leave this all open-ended. My guy, Mr. White is going to die and he's going to die in the end as a drug dealer. And so you had an arc of a television series that got better and better and better. And then they had the courage to end it right. Mm. Uh, and so it, it's kind of eclipsed Dexter. And even though I don't know if any one individual season was better than season three of Dexter, the arc of Walter White became more intriguing and more satisfying than the arc uh, that you had with with uh, Dexter. Yeah, and Sopranos now, they have another show coming out that's supposed to kind of show Tony Soprano in the early years. 
But then what they do is they take some of the old actors from The Sopranos. Isn't James Gandolfini's son? His son's in it, yeah. He's uh, going to play the young Gandolfini. Yeah, and they, they and, and and from what I've read, what's kind of weird is is you you think it's going to be about Tony Soprano, and it's about all the other guys, and and I don't know how much it could be about about Tony Soprano since he's not around anymore, right? Uh, so they they've taken some of these old characters like Christopher and Pauly, and it's still going to be played by the old actors, uh, but then Gandolfini's uh, son is is going to play him, which. I would tune in just for that. I, I, would, that, I would watch that. I find that kind of interesting because because the, the night he had a heart attack, he was out having dinner with his son, I believe, right when he uh, when he had a heart attack and passed away. So, so it'll be. I I kind of want to see it. I've watched the trailer of what the Dexter reboot. Oh, okay. And I'm kind of like, eh. is he up in the Pacific Northwest? Yeah, he's still up here. Yeah, it's oh. sort of like eh, I want it. I'd want it to be good, but it did not. It did not end well at yeah. all. All right, we'll try to end the podcast well on the other side. I think that is the end. Oh, that's the end? Yeah. Oh. Hey, you guys. Thanks for listening to the Ron and Don show. (laughs) Don't edit that out, right? It's the end. We were having such a good conversation, and we didn't know that, hey, it's time to thank our sponsors, like uh, the guys at Les Schwab. It is, well, winter driving season is right around the corner. Stop by Les Schwab. Get a free pre-trip safety check. Also, don't forget, if you're looking for a loan, switch to Mitch. Go to Mitch.loans. That's Mitch.loans, and uh, right now, Tell me you're part of the Ron and Don Nation, and you can save what? This a is half a percent on your loan or refi. Yeah, on average, that's like $3,000, you guys. Think of what you could do with $3,000. Mitch.loans, all right? And also, want to thank uh, myself and Ron. We are licensed brokers at Windermere. If you want to sit down with us, all you got to do is go to ronanddonsitdown.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast. It drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Just click like. Make it one of your favorites, and it'll drop each and every time. All right? Head up, shoulders back. Till next time, you're listening to the Ron and Don Show. All right! On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.